Welcome back to Stationary and Sassy, a Fast and Furious quarantine podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Hampton. And I'm your other host, Penelope Fippin. Hey, how's it going, Jamie? It's going pretty well. I'm so excited nice. and also sad to talk about the last <laughs> Fast and Furious movie. <laughs> yeah, right? This is this is this is it. We've seen we've we've seen all of the like official Fast and Furious movies now. We have a couple of ideas for some bonus episodes, I think, but I uh, this is like this is the last time you and I will be talking about a full-length uh, Fast and Furious movie until 9 comes out. Yeah, which... until 9 comes out, I was going to say. Yeah, we don't know when that's going to be. I caught myself very casually talking about characters from Fast and Furious the other day as just like <laughs> as if they were part of my life. And I was like, oh, this is the thing that I said was going to happen, where I watch <laughs> 9 movies with Penelope, and then I have strong feelings about all of this shit. So, success. Yeah, we... <laughs> We did it. We did it. We have co- we have converted you to being like a Fast and Furious obsessive, which really was the plan all along yes. from the very beginning. I just wanted you to see and appreciate my love for these movies, and I think I think we have done that, right? People now see Fast and Furious things and send them to me. Like I'm a person <laughs> that people think of when they think of Fast and Furious. <laughs> that's that's hilarious because you know that that happens to me as well. <laughs> we have that in common now. <laughs> yeah, we, welcome welcome to my world. <laughs> All right, let's let's get into to Hobbs and Shaw. I can't wait. And we'll start as we always do by me asking you what your top line takeaway from this movie was. I wasn't sure if I was going to love Hobbs and Shaw or not. Uh-huh. I loved it. Nice. My, okay. my top line takeaway is that watching Hobbs and Shaw after watching eight regular Fast and Furious movies pretty much in a row was like eating candy <laughs> at uh-huh. the end of your meal. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Why do you say that? It felt like... It felt like candy to watch to me because, like, it was funny. It was, like, funny all the time. It was clearly, like, a comedy more than an action movie in a lot of ways. And it's funny because you kept, over the course of this show, you've kept kind of scolding me, like, you're asking too many questions about how this stuff could happen. And, like, I never really totally kicked that habit. And Uh then I watched Hobbs and Shaw, which makes no sense in any way. And it didn't it didn't bother me at all because I was just like, yeah, this is what we're doing. <laughs> like obviously, obviously in this universe, like there are bikes that you can just summon and like super oh, yeah. overpowered robot guys and viruses that don't decay. Like anyway, it's interesting. I think I might be desensitized to how good this movie is because I've I've seen this one a couple of times like recently outside of our like quest to watch all the movies and so like i was actually not super entertained on this pass but like i saw this movie when it came out in cinema i watched it when it was first released to hbo go like i think i've seen this movie four or five times since it was released and it's not old and it's not old um i remember really enjoying it the first time i saw it I think this movie is really good. I do I do like it a lot. I will say the one thing I'm not sure about is the chemistry between The Rock and Jason Statham. Like, feels, I don't know, it feels a little forced to me. But I would love to hear your thoughts on that. I don't think I agree. I thought that it was okay. just, 
I, I will take back. I just said that I kind of accepted everything and I didn't ask questions. But looking at my notes, I did ask one logistical question. Uh-huh. And it was when they first, like, captured the two of them and they're both, like, chained up and he's doing the shocks on them or whatever. Yeah. In that scene, I wrote down, why are they letting them just talk to each other like this? <laughs> <laughs> but I loved but I loved that. In fact, this movie made me think of D&D. I play a lot of mm-hmm. Dungeons and Dragons and this movie felt like D&D in a lot of ways, mainly because everyone is just so comically badass. <laughs> every time someone does yeah. something like comically badass, I can totally picture me and my friends sitting at like the table playing D&D and being like, "Okay, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to ride past and as I ride past him, I'm going to stick my hand out the window and grab him by the neck and carry him with us. And then the DM is like, yeah, that sounds great. Roll for it. <laughs> but also this, like, why are they letting them talk? Reminds me of D and D because like, that's a thing you'll see. Like talking is a free action in D and D and everyone's doing quips all the time. <laughs> Gosh, I think this movie has some of the best individual action set pieces in like the whole universe. Right. So like, the one where they're dragging down the helicopter with the cars. And actually, like, the first fight between The Rock and Harriet Shaw feel really incredible to me. Mm-hmm. The one the one where, like, uh, The Rock is going down the building on the roof and Jason Statham is in a free-falling elevator. Yes. Like, ugh. Ugh. Um, the final fight, right, where they learn to get along. <laughs> which also is like so classically the fast and furious universe that oh, like yeah. it would take a brutal action fight for them to learn to be friends with each other this movie this movie is really good i do i do have to point something out in uh, this i believe it was the scene with the helicopter that was also near the end right and they're like pulling up all the cars because mm-hmm. in that scene they used nitrous, and I was like, oh yeah, here we are. It's a Fast and Furious movie. Nitrous, baby. <laughs> yeah, you can't you can't have a Fast and Furious movie without nitrous. It's not it's legally not. I wasn't allowed. expecting it because I, I actually did comment at the beginning. I was like, this is so much less like a Fast and Furious movie, not just because it's a comedy, but because it's so much less about cars. Because even as the regular movies have become more action movies, they're all so, like, every set piece is so much about cars. And that wasn't really uh-huh. the case of this movie. But then at the end, they were like, but also nitrous, so don't worry. I mean, let's see. They have a, I mean, they have a few action pieces with cars in them, right? So they have the one, they have the one where uh, Idris Elba is chasing them and they're in, like, a sports car. Mm-hmm. They have the one, they have that, that one at the end that you mentioned, they have the one with the big truck where like they're driving the truck out the mili- military base. Oh yeah, yeah. But I have I have something I wanted to ask you about, which is what do you think about the introduction of another Shaw child and the relationship of the Shaw family now that it is complete? Extremely good. <laughs> I I freaked out when I realized there was a sister. I figured out very quickly that the woman from the other plot line was also the sister. Um, uh-huh. Because who else could that be? The Shaws are just crazy people. You can like spot them from a mile away. <laughs> so you worked it out before the movie explicitly told us. I mean, 
They said that there was a sister because uh-huh. they said that when he was talking to Mama Shaw in the jail. And then I yeah. was like, oh, this new character has got to be the sister. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I got that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, you're going to be so proud of me because I want to, like, speculate deeply about the continuity of the movies. <laughs> okay. Okay. Should we do that now? Yeah, yeah. If if it's about the Shaw family, it that is. feels connected, and I would love, I would love to hear your. It's thoughts. completely about the Shaw family. So, as we mentioned in a previous episode, which we already touched on, Owen Shaw is not in this movie. Yeah, which I don't love. I was so like, I was so excited about there being a sister, and then I felt so cheated that like I never got all of them <laughs> together. Uh-huh. But there's uh-huh. a there's a line in this movie that like freaked me out at the end. Where um, Deckard Shaw was yelling at Idris Elba, whose character name I don't remember. And he was like, you like fucked up my life. You made me kill my brother. And I was like, when did that happen? Did I miss Wait, something? Wait, did he actually say that? He said, you made me kill my brother. And I was like, mm. So my first thought was like, was I really high? Did I like miss something in one of the other movies? And I looked it up and I certainly did not. So there's speculation about whether he's talking about Owen or whether he's talking about, like, another Shaw mem- family member that we don't know about. But, like, yeah. also the last time we saw Mama Shaw, she was not in jail. And so obviously things have happened in between this movie and the last movie that we've seen. And I started, like, reading into this. This is how you know I'm, like, a Fast and Furious freak Ooh. fan now. So I started reading into this, and apparently, I didn't catch this, but it's implied that this movie takes place in the year 2022, if you work out all Mm -hmm. the dates. And so I'm wondering, like, I'm assuming that Nine was supposed to come out in 2020, it's coming out in 2021 now, I'm thinking that maybe Nine could happen before this. Interesting. Because, like, in the trailer for Nine... I don't believe we see Deckard Shaw. This is interesting to me. You're right that this movie strictly takes place after 8, but you're you're right that other than that, it's not anchored to the rest of the timeline. Clearly shit has happened to both Mama Shaw and Owen Shaw in between 8 and now, so... Yeah, I'm very curious to see if this comes back in in 9 or even... I think we're getting a 10. So, like... It could well be the case that this movie is, like, this movie happens between 9 and 10 or something like that. Because, like, it's very clearly referenced in this movie that, like, Etienne, the evil organization, will be the bad guy in one of the future movies. Oh, yeah, because you don't find out who the voice is, which is fucking, like, gnawing at my soul. Yeah, and the trailer, in the trailer for 9, they don't reference this movie at all. That so, makes sense to me, because this movie is silly. Right, but, like, I expect the trailers for one of the movies to clearly reference the things that happen in this movie, right? To bring yeah. Etienne into, like, the main universe. Unless, like, we get, like, another Hobbs and Shaw fork movie, right, that, like, is dealing with this shit. The other thing that I did see while I was looking up this, like, kind of speculation about the Shaw family in the timeline is that Hobbs and Shaw 2 is like, I don't think it's in production, it's but it's on. Yeah. 
I, I want to point out that you you know more about the Fast and Furious <laughs> movies than I do at this point. Like this is the first time ever that it's happened. No, the first time ever was when I made you watch the post credit scene, of which this movie yeah. has four, by the way, four post credit scenes. Yes, I I know. I uh, <laughs> I stuck I stuck around to watch them. I think I might care more about the Shaw family than about anyone else from this franchise. I think I just really love the Shaw family. They have made, they have definitely made the Shaw family really interesting, right? Like, it's actually interesting. Talking, talking about this movie and where it sits in the timeline, it feels like the Shaw family is now more interesting than Dom and the crew, right? I mean, that's how I feel, but yeah, I could be biased. I'm so curious now. It's funny. I didn't notice that at all. Or if I did, I mentally rubbed it off as like Shaw meaning brother as in like squaddy from when mm-hmm. Idris Elba, like, wiped his military squad. But you're right, we don't see Deckard Shaw at all in this movie. Owen Shaw. Uh, sorry, Owen Shaw, yeah. And they don't even they don't even reference him, which is kind of weird as well. Like, apart from in the childhood memories. Which they honestly mm. still don't even reference him. Like, there's another kid there sometimes that I assume was supposed to be Owen Shaw, but they don't comment yeah. on it. It's, just, it's funny to me that this is the conversation we're having, because most of my notes are just funny things that people did. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> would, you, would you like to maybe switch to talking about some of the funny things people did? Yeah, I do. I want to talk about it. Let's okay. do it. Okay, hit, hit me. Hit me. One of the things I really liked all through this movie was the way that they contrasted like what Hobbes was doing with what Shaw was doing. Like, uh-huh. that first scene with them where they both go and are, like, getting information from people. That scene was hilarious, but also it was so great to watch them do, like, almost the same things, but in their own way because they're like that. My favorite thing that yeah. Shaw did in that scene was when he fought them with the champagne bottle and then he was like, huh, oh, yeah. I thought that would break, and then he drops it. <laughs> yeah and then my favorite thing that Hobbs did in that scene um that I laughed out loud at was tattoo Isle of Cops on this dude's forehead (laughs) yeah I was hoping you'd say that (laughs) I like that so much that we had to rewind it and watch it a second time nice Every line in this movie just rules. A couple of the ones I wrote down was when Hobbes was like, we're saving the world. I already saved the world. Four times, in fact, because I'm really good at it. <laughs> in- wait, 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 wait. We should count. Does oh, that- that's a good point. Yeah, we should count. Does that then reference? So let's see. Uh, he doesn't save the world in five. Like, the world is not in any world danger in five. So in six, they kind of save the world in six. They kind of save the world in Seven. Well, yeah, Seven is the God's Eye, so I would say that's kind of saving the world. And they save the world in Eight, right? But, like, there's no world saving in Five. Maybe he's just exaggerating. No, I think... I think this is yet more evidence that this (laughs) back-references another movie. I'm with you. I agree. This is so good. Oh, damn. We just, like... <laughs> We're blowing it open. We're blowing the whole case open on Fast and Furious. Okay, this is this is probably, like, the most detailed piece of media analysis I've ever done in my life. <laughs> and, it's, and it's all because I like Owen Shaw, and I was mad that he wasn't in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Anyway, sorry, please continue telling me funny things. Also, everyone in this movie is just, like, a lot. 
which obviously I knew yeah. was going to be the case because Hobbs and Shaw are both a lot, but like other people who are a lot, uh, Ryan Reynolds playing the CIA agent. <sighs> I okay. <laughs> I have a I have a moderately spicy take on Ryan Reynolds, sure. which is I want I want to see him playing a character that isn't Deadpool. Oh, I I totally agree. I haven't seen Deadpool because I hate Deadpool. That's like a very uh-huh. spicy take, I would say. <laughs> he literally just plays the Deadpool character in this movie. I didn't explicitly call that because again, I I can see it now that it's said, but like I haven't seen Deadpool, but my husband actually also said that. He was like he's just doing yeah. Deadpool. <laughs> he well, he just does Deadpool in every movie these days. Kind of <laughs> like like Ryan Reynolds has self-typecast himself as Deadpool. You know what though? I can kind of respect that. If that's what he <laughs> wants to do with his life, he's out there doing it. Yeah. I liked him interacting with the daughter. Um, that's why Ryan yes. Reynolds is really good for me in this movie. Yeah, we. Oh, <laughs> you know what? We talked. We talked a lot about the Shaw family. Maybe we should talk a little bit about the Hobbs family. I totally agree. There's one more person I want to mention that's also a lot. Uh huh. The air marshal that they meet in the plane. <laughs> the, wait, which? They meet this air marshal guy who's like totally. Oh yeah, 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 And he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I used to. Fight yeah. on the ground like you too, and now I'm stuck in this can of recycled farts. You gotta bring me back into the field. And that dude's also a lot. <laughs> yes. Con- hard, hard concur. Hard concur. But yes, let's talk about Hobbs family. Yeah. So obviously we we so we learn the daughter's name. The daughter is Samantha. Did we not already know the daughter's name? No, I don't think we did. Wild. But my question for you is what like what did you enjoy most about her in this movie? Oh man, she's just I love her because she too just knows what she wants and takes it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like hard hard agree. I want a movie set 20 years in the future, 15 years in the future where she's like the protagonist. <gasps> oh my god. Yeah, because she's obviously going to turn into, like, a super agent. Oh, yeah, she's going to be an action hero for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like, Fast and Furious writers, if you're listening, like, hit us up. Like, oh, I yeah. want I want a, a minor script credit for that. I actually studied screenwriting in college, and I could help with this ordeal. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, did, I did not, but I, just want, I want credit for the idea originating from this podcast. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that was great. I love her. I love the whole Game of Thrones things with her. I thought that was really funny. But like the rest of Hobbes' family, we also meet because he goes back and, and meets his family for the first time in years and years. And um, that was also good. He had like a wholesome mom. He has a brother who's good at literally everything. <laughs> yeah, the brother is the brother is amazing. The thing that made me laugh the most about going to meet Hobbes' family is that every scene where they were talking to Hobbs' family, there were, like, 25 guys just standing around. And I was like, who the yeah. fuck are all these people? Are they all related to him? Are they just people that hang around his brother? I don't know. Yeah. And then they did that whole, they, they did that whole fight with all the, like, traditional weapons and stuff. It was so badass. It was amazing. I'm like, I'm astounded at how well produced 
these movies. Like, like, say anything else you want about these movies. The production quality, especially the production quality on this one, is just is just unbelievable, right? Like, unbelievably good. I want to say yes and no a little bit, because I did notice that for, like, I looked up when this movie came out, again, 2019, not very old. Not impressed with the CGI for a movie that came out in 2019. <laughs> really? Yeah. Interesting. I feel like, I mean, I feel like the CGI was possible enough that as I watch it, I didn't notice anything wrong with it. Oh, I noticed it a few times. Oh, well, I mean. It's fine. I was just kind of teasing. Well, it, it was almost made it so real for me because all of the Fast and Furious movies, as I've said many times on this show, feel like they're all like eight years older than they really are. <laughs> uh-huh. And for, main, mainly from the whole vibe. And this one also gave me that vibe where I was like, really, it's that new? Well, I guess so, because it's the newest one. <laughs> Interesting. Because like the, the, the London this one in se- is set in is like a very modern London. Like, yeah, I can see that. Like some of the buildings that they show are like new as of like 1718. And, like, I know this because I, you know, love that city, lots yes, of time in yes, that yes, city, yes. right? So it feels very modern to me, but that's because it's set, you know, a, a lot, like, London is a large set piece in this movie, and, like, the buildings are yeah. brand spanking new. That makes sense. Yeah. It's that this movie is, like, a superhero movie in the in a way yeah. that none of the others were. Like, it's a superhero yeah. movie. There are people who have superpowers. They do that whole thing with Idris Elba where he's got, like... Like the HUD. Yeah. And and that was like, obviously Iron Man set the standard for that because now every time someone sees a HUD like that, it's just the one from Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm not picking on this movie. That's true of all movies that have this. Like everyone is just has decided that Iron Man is the standard for that. Um, but so that all make it made it feel very much like a superhero movie. And like the last scenes in particular, like had that real superhero movie like vibe. And I liked that. Yeah. But it made it feel kind of different. I have a question for you. Uh, what do we think of Idris Elba as the villain in this movie? Uh, great. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I, I, I mean, he's he like plays the character so well. Right? Yeah, like, he's so intense about it in a way that's like very good. But also very superhero movie-ish. Yeah. More than anything yeah. we've seen before. He's a he's a truly ridiculous villain, right? Like his motivation doesn't make sense to me, but like it doesn't bother me because villains in superhero <laughs> movies never have a motivation that really makes sense to me, so it like fits. So isn't isn't his motivation that he wants to convert all the humans to being like tech humans or kill them? I guess, but that's not what a virus that melts your insides would do. So I don't understand. Like, yeah, yeah, that's valid. I <laughs> guess maybe they want to release it to kill all the people they haven't converted already. I don't fucking know. Also, the fact that this was about like a global pandemic virus and it came out one year ago is like a lot. I bet some people who work in the studio are looking back at their movie like, oh, that was kind of a lot, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they couldn't have possibly predicted, oh, no. right? No. Yeah. In one of the post-credit scenes, it's uh, Ryan Reynolds talking about, like, he's joking about, like, a new virus that's the opposite. It melts your outsides instead of your insides. And I'm sitting yeah. here like, are we going to do, like, a Hobbs and Shaw zombie movie? Because, like, I'm for it. 
<laughs> I don't think... So, actually, I knew this movie could not release the virus because that would ruin... The real franchise. The, the, yeah, like, the rest of the franchise's ability to do shit, right? And so, for me, the biggest question I have is how does this movie... If this movie is in 2022... And 2022 is when Fast and Furious 10 was slated to come out, right? And so I suspect, like, this movie is between 9 and 10. Like, how do they reintegrate this movie into 10, right? Because, uh, like, a lot happens in this movie, and, like, it's not clear how Hobbs and Shaw are going to hook back up with the rest of the crew. And, most importantly, do we get more of Mr. Nobody? Yeah, that's a good question. I think the way that this is going to hook back up, and I was going to mention this again anyway, is that we've got this voice, again, mm. like telling Idris Elba what to do. And the entire movie, I was sitting around speculating who this voice could be. My husband and I were both speculating. His speculations weren't very good because he missed seven and eight. <laughs> <laughs> so I was talking about characters that he didn't know about, but um, sure. I I couldn't I I couldn't come up with a good answer. I like I'm not sure who of I was like this feels so much like it has to be someone who we already know, but yeah, but I couldn't figure out who it was, and so I was in like real suspense. And then they don't tell you who the voice is at the end of the movie. So my first yeah. my first reaction was like I was mad because they cliffhang hung me on this and I was curious. But then it occurred to me like, oh, maybe the reason why I can't figure out who it is is because this is a character that we don't know yet, but like we would by this point in the series. So mm. I'm wondering if like maybe in nine there's a new character that could be the voice. And then if like in 10, we could tie it back in because there's this character that's the voice who does something with the crew and does something with yeah. Hobbs and Shaw and it all kind of ties together in that way. Oh, I have, mm, I have a terrible hypothesis. Okay. This, this is almost certainly wrong, but it's, I, let me say this to you anyway, because it's so ridiculous, it could be true. <laughs> so in the trailer for Nine, Han comes back. Oh. What if Han has been augmented by the tech cult, but then somehow escaped? And that's how they link it back in. That would be wild. The reason that I brought this up right now is because you mentioned Mr. Nobody, and Mr. Nobody was the only person I could think of that could even make any sense being the voice. I don't think it is. But no, like, not at all. I don't. But like, I like who? But like, who else that we knew knew could it possibly be? I was like, I don't know, maybe like Charlize Theron, but that doesn't make sense. But no, no, I don't think we've met. The voice yeah I, I i agree at this point but while i was watching it i assumed that we had because i assumed they were going to do a reveal and the reveal would have to make sense but then they didn't do a reveal so all bets are off it's interesting how much new shit this movie throws up that like just was not exposed to us in the previous movies truly there's one more thing i want to talk about yes tell me tell i want to talk about the the romantic subplot with hobbs and the shaw sisters. yes <laughs> yes tell me your thoughts my first thought was that it was kind of silly and then they have that scene on the plane where they're like yelling at each other about the sister 
And he's like, you know, you stay away from my sister. And I got thinking pretty deeply about that because normally I hate that trope. Mm. Like, don't don't beat up a guy because he's going to date someone in your family. Like, be an adult about this. Let your sister date who she wants to date. But, like, in this case, I was like, mm, that's fair. I wouldn't want anyone that I love to, like, get involved with any of this bullshit. Totally. <laughs> so I can get it. I don't know if I like them as a couple or not. I, it was very obvious to me early on that they were going to become a couple. <laughs> yeah. Like from that first fight that they do when he has her in custody and they're being shitty to each other because like that was fine. But then when he's talking to Samantha and she's like, you know, sometimes people are being mean because they're really flirting. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, they're going to get together for sure now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that said if the rock if if hobbs and the shaw sister like become like a thing in a big way then like consider this mama shaw meets samantha <laughs> oh yes yes <laughs> so that would make it all worth it for me the quip off them quipping with each other? Oh my god. I want to see that. I know. <gasps> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I have a, I have a terrible slash amazing, I have two terrible slash amazing things, uh, ideas I want to put in your head. Can't wait. Tell me. One, Hobbs by Harriet Shaw wedding. Oh, yes. It's so <laughs> <laughs> And then two... Harriet Shaw joining the mainline universe, fighting shit with the rest of the crew, but then The Rock being, like, overly protective of her as, like, they're doing insane shit, and then her being like, no, don't worry, I can look after myself. Yeah, no, fuck and, like, you. Them play- yeah. And then playing with that dynamic. That's so good. <laughs> Fast and Furious writers, hit us up. <laughs> like, we, I think we can crank out, we can crank out these movies at this point. I think I think that Hobbs and Shaw too pretty much is just gonna be like our movie. I think that's the movie that I feel the most qualified to write. Yeah, I I too I too could write that movie. Oh, and of course the future Samantha Hobbs uh, action movie also hit us up. Yeah, yeah, Mama Shaw might be my favorite character. I think the scenes with her in the jail were some of my favorite scenes. The post credit scene where they go back to her in the jail and they're like, "Hey, let's get out of yeah. here." <laughs> like, yeah, so good, so good. <sighs> All right, this episode is really long. <laughs> this is the episode that's going to get us jobs. So yeah, absolutely. I'm a, I'm quitting tech to become a Fast and Furious <laughs> movie writer. Me too. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to our show and for coming with us on our journey as we've watched all of the Fast and Furious movies. So from me, Jamie. And me, Penelope. Until Fast and Furious 9, we'll be living our lives a quarter mile at a time. <laughs>